Good morning, guys. I'm Maverick. And I'm Jake. And this is the GBC Empower podcast, and we're super excited uh, to dive in today's uh, topic with you guys. And this could be a little longer one, so let's go ahead and dive in. But as always, if this stirs up any questions or anything like that, or you just want to hear us talk about it longer for some reason, uh, invite us out to coffee, come to the office, and have us chat. And we would love that because we love spending time with you and we love talking about these topics. That's why we're doing them first. Um, so today's question for Pastor Jake, Dr. Pastor Jake, is why is your home sacred ground? Ooh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Well, I mean, I'm the one that kind of created the idea behind this, so I guess it's not that interesting, but no, it is. So one of the series we're going to be doing uh, midway through August into mm-hmm. September is a series called Residential Steeples. And we often, as families and as people, we see the church building as a holy place. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. we see steeples. We see, you know, you usually notice when you see a church, even though contemporary society churches can, can all look different. Yeah. Okay. But we always say the church is not the building. It's the people. Well, the home is not really the building either. It's the people within the home. Yes. So if people are going to church every Sunday and we say that they're holy people, then why would the home not be a holy place if those same people are going to their homes? And where do we spend more time at than anywhere else in our life? Our homes. Yeah. Uh, That's where we live our life. That's where where good things happen, bad things happen, indifferent things happen. Um, our homes are vital and our homes are key. And um, we're going to spend a, a few weeks discussing that as a church family. Yeah, no, I actually look forward um, to this ser- like sermon series. I don't usually look forward to your sermons, but no, I'm just kidding. I don't either. Uh, no, they've been great. They really have been. No, I look forward to this Um Kind of because, um, and I'll kind of dive more into this as we continue talking about it, but like a little teaser of, of what's just been on my heart as as we've been praying about this topic is um, with some of my most crucial moments uh, in my walk with Christ happened in somebody's home uh, because they were just welcoming and because they they did this well, I guess. They, they, they realized that their home wasn't a building, that it was a place— uh, not only for just outreach ministry, but just ministry um, for their family and ministry like for outreach for other people. And it's been awesome. Well, our our homes speak volumes, literally and figuratively. <laughs> you know, when you meet people that have the gift of hospitality, and I'm talking about that that sweet lady that when you go into our home, you immediately smell something in the air. Yeah. Uh, some type of essential oil, uh, you know, and 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 they 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 have a presentation to their meal, and they're just really good at at you know gathering people in their home. Clearly, that's really special, and it's a wonderful gift. Yes. But oftentimes we think, well, if I don't have that gift, then I can never invite anybody <laughs> to my house. I mean, I have um, clothes that I washed yesterday that are currently in a pile on my bed. Yeah. And I'm gonna. I'm going to, you know, put them where they need to go tonight because I don't want to sleep on top of my clothes. Um, in other words, my home is not that type of place. Yeah. But does that exclude me from being welcoming to other people? Absolutely not. And in, in Maverick, I'm going to go out on a limb and say the 
the the places where you experienced that holiness had less to do with how their house looked. Yeah, I as much tell you. As, as much as it has to do with the kindness and the love that you were given to that person. Oh yeah, I'm that person. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of the houses where the probably the most spiritual things happened was on a farmhouse. And while their house is super nice, you know, at that time, I think they had like two, three dogs and a cat and three boys, you know, like, I mean, your stereotypical full, full household. And realistically, at any given time, they had more than just their three kids there. They had, they had, you know, kind of like little house on the prairie. Their house was full. Um, but, and to be honest with you, I couldn't remember what it looked like, but I, I remember those just special times and. And honestly, we still continue to have those special times, and it's awesome. It's fantastic. We have um, we have two dogs, and for you know, as as much as me and Mal would not like to invite people over, because our two dogs are crazy, and one's like seventy pounds, and the other one's twenty five. But the twenty five pound one's probably a little bit more crazy than the sixty pound one. Um, we still invite people over, uh, and we love that, and we and we need to do that. And you know what? They don't really become it that much of a hindrance as usually we would like to think. Well, you know, I, I've worked in churches, so clearly I spent a lot of time there. But when my wife and I got married, we moved to Fredericksburg, Texas. We're, we're hours away from any of our family. Uh, we don't have children yet. And we just didn't, we didn't feel at home. Mm-hmm. We never felt at home for, for several months. And the sweetest couple, Don and Gabrielle Murray, just members of our church, uh, senior adults, they invited us to their home for dinner on a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And my wife was newly pregnant and, um, and, uh, she fed us spaghetti and, um, my wife was going through all the sicknesses and everything. I don't know if, uh, I don't know if she kept her spaghetti the entire time. <laughs> I, I really don't know, but I'll never forget Gabby looking at us and saying, you know, we should do this more often. Mm-hmm. And my wife jokingly saying, well, what about next Saturday? And she said, sure. And we went to their house for dinner almost every Saturday when we lived in Fredericksburg. That's awesome. We felt at home mm-hmm. once we made those connections. And my parent, or sorry, my parents, my children call Gabby Nana. They oh, called They called Don Poppy. They became grandparents, and and it wasn't because Gabby had a message to give us every week. Mm-hmm. It wasn't because. Uh, Gabby had all these special talents and Don, you know, would, would, would serve as some type of true father figure as much as they were open and willing to be with us in their home Amen. and it, and it blessed us in ways that, that they could never fully comprehend. And that is the opportunity that we have with our homes and beyond, beyond inviting people into our homes, the way that we live, the way that we move, the way that we act, if our homes belong to God, then everything else gets to belong to God. Yes. But if our homes don't, and we're trying to operate um, kind of in a two-handed way of life where everything else in our life belongs to God, but we're not walking with God at home, then we'll find ourselves struggling yeah. and hurting. And, you know, you may be listening to this and going, oh, Jake, you're stepping on my toes. You know, my home is not really a holy place. Uh, you know, there are certain struggles that happen within my home or issues. Um, I want to encourage you with Jesus is ready to redeem anything that we will put in his hand. Yes. And, um, you know, our our living room, our dining room, our bedrooms, um, and as a man, the bathroom, um, <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> our holy places. It's a place where 
we can share our testimony. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes Christians, when they when somebody says, will you share their testimony? They immediately think that they're going to have to stand in the pulpit in front of the entire church yeah. and share their testimony. Not really. No. You're probably going to be more at ease sharing how Jesus changed your life in your living room, on your sofa, and because you're more comfortable, another person's going to feel more comfortable being able to hear from you. Um, we don't talk about this so much in our busy culture, but where we Sabbath, the holy day, a day dedicated to rest, mm-hmm. while, while we are not Jewish people, uh, the Sabbath day is still a holy, holy time. We learn how to Sabbath in our homes. We yes. learn how to stop and recharge the batteries, spend time with the Lord. And then we also, we, we build relationships with other Christians. You know, um, sure, invite a non-believer in your neighborhood, into your home, to where you can share the gospel with them. God gave us our homes for that purpose. But also, spend time with your friends in one another's homes. Yes. Beautiful thing, a beautiful time. And um, Rosaria Butterfield, I encourage you to look her up. She's written a lot of great books. But she says this about the home. She says the home is the most important evangelic. Sorry, the home is the most important evangelistic instrument in the believer's toolkit, especially if our goal is to reach people far from God. Mm. The home is where unbelievers can feel the warmth of God's acceptance. The home is where they can see our way of life up close enough to ask a reason for the hope that enlivens us. The home is where we turn strangers into neighbors, and neighbors into family. So and do do we do you meet people in Maverick that the church and by church I mean like showing up to a Sunday morning service makes people skin crawl. I'm sorry, re- reiterate that. So do you meet people that that if they were invited to a church? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Would their skin crawl? Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um we meet uh tons of people um that don't like the church very much no and it it was kind of hard because you know i literally like we have a a a different kind of obstacle why i'm not saying one is harder than the other i'm doing this is is hard like what we're talking about is hard we know that but it's like immediately when when the friendship starts and i have to say my job it's like ooh, i wish i never talked to you (laughs) like because now i kind of almost see where our friendship's heading and they're not wrong i'm gonna invite them to church but but before I even do that, it, it's in the home. It, it's in our home. Uh, I'll, I'll share just a quick, quick testimony. Um, me and Mal, when we were building our house and when we lived in our house the first year, man, did we give it to God. Like, I'm going to pat myself on the back here, but really, Mal, um, we, we gave it to God. I mean, the foundation we prayed over and, you know, all these things. We got to watch our house literally turn into a patch of grass, into a into a house. And then when we walked in there, we got to turn it into a home. And we gave our house to the Lord through, we had people over when we did, we lived in our house before we had brick on our house. We had people over before we even had brick on our house. So don't tell me your house is too messy to have people <laughs> when they will show up to the house and be like, are people living here? Yes. Um, but then we went through a season where the home and it's probably more my fault than anybody else's. And by that, I mean, it's probably 99% my fault. Um, where our house became just a place of rest. We got really busy with life. And so we didn't have people over. 
for a long time. And let me tell you guys, um, we struggled hard because it was just like, okay, this house became a rest. We, we weren't providing people in our home. And I'm sure if we invited people over, they would feel that the atmosphere in our home wasn't great because, you know, why we're talking about rest and how you're supposed to Sabbath in the house. You're not supposed to Sabbath every, every day no. inside the house. And so we really, like, in, in our time of prayer, we realized that. God help us realize that. And so now we're having people over again and again. And it's not only helped the people that we're inviting to get into the building or, or really helping people get to know Christ, honestly. Um, but it, it's helping me and Mal uh, depend and lean on the Lord more than we were um, as we were when we were just resting. Well, and, and that's the point. We we learn about God in our homes. Yes. And, you know, it, it, as a as a dad, I've, I've, I've got five kids and my, my house will never be clean. It's just <laughs> like my wife and I talk about it all the time. We'll walk into the living room and I'll say, I swear I just picked up everything in here. Why does it look like a bomb went off? And people are telling me that someday we'll miss that. And I'm, I'm trying to believe you. I'm yeah. trying to believe you. <laughs> but what I'm discovering is if, if my home is a peaceful place, then I've got to seek to be a peaceful person. Yes. You know, as the father of my home, I have to be that leader. Um, and, and whoever is the adult in the home, whether it's a, a married couple that are both, you know, the adults or a single parent, mm. or maybe, maybe you're home alone. Maybe, maybe your children are raised um, and, and you're the only person in your home. Our homes are always sacred because the church is there. Yes. You're a member of the church, then your home is a sacred place because everywhere we go is sacred if God is there. And if we believe, truly believe the Holy Spirit is indwelt within us, then we'll believe that even uh, about, about, about where we live. Now, I can tell you, though, it's harder to make your home a holy place than it is anywhere else. Yeah. And that's why the home has to be the primary place that we are focused on because it, you know, what's in us will come out of us. Yes. And what's in our home will come out of our homes. Mm -hmm. So when Christ is there and when we're willing to hand him those dark places and when I do this series, you know, I'll probably be willing to go there a little bit, but mm -hmm. can I encourage you with this? The reason is because the Lord has forced me to go through it in my own life. Yeah. And when you see the victory and you see the redemption, because sadly, when people hear the word home, it can, it can elicit uh, very, very positive memories. And it can also uh, elicit trauma yeah. and pain and struggle. And Jesus is capable of changing the guard of what yeah. you think of when you think of your home. And he can redeem dirty, difficult, tough places, but we have to be willing to let them and we have to be willing to look at the difficulties and trust him to redeem them. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I actually look forward um, to this series because um, I, I know you'll dive into one. We're kind of diving in why it's important mm -hmm. and we're, we, you know, we shared a few testimonies, but I look forward because you'll be able to walk through us um, one more of how it's important and you get to dive in a little deeper, but also dive into, man, if my home isn't, 
How how on earth do I change it? You know, and and I and I look forward to that. Well, and the last thing I'd want to share, and it kind of goes back to people. Uh, you know, Brett always makes fun of me with the weird words I say. You know, I get the heebs from people, yeah, or the heebies, or whatever. She hates that. Some people, when they when they think of coming to a church building on a Sunday morning, the automatic answer is no. Mm-hmm. Well, then then don't invite them to a Sunday morning. Invite them to your living room. Yeah, and if they don't want to come into your living room, then take them a meal, take home, take your home to That's good. them, or write them a letter, or just be 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 a Christian, you know. And it, it amazes me as a pastor. I talk to people on a daily basis. If I'm honest, when I lived in Lubbock, I lived in a neighborhood. I didn't know the name of one neighbor in my entire neighborhood. That's that's not on the church. That's not on those folks. That's on me mm-hmm. because I kind of thought, well, you know, I work at a church and I talk to people all the time. So I don't that's my job. My job is to work at the church. But truthfully, if I'm a fully functioning disciple of Jesus, that that sh- that really convicts me that yeah. I didn't know who my neighbors were. And how how hard is it to just walk up to somebody and introduce yourself to them? I mean, yeah. we, we make things so difficult when in actuality it's not that hard if we'll simply just be a, be obedient and a little courageous and watch God do an amazing work yeah no I, I couldn't have said it better myself and and like I said I look forward to this and and guys like if if I can encourage you uh of of why to do it is I'm a product of of someone bringing me into their home honestly uh and if you know me you know, I'm constantly, um, constantly going back to people's homes, and I and I love the living room. I, that's why I love a good Bible study home group, and and you know why God might be calling you to that. That's not necessarily what we're saying. We're just saying, man, as much as you serve Christ here in the church, serve Christ in your home. You're there. Amen. You're there more often, and uh, you'll be amazed at what Christ uh, can do in your home. And I'm going to I'm going to get a few members of our church to come up and share about this because we Good. have people in our church that do this very well. Yes. And in and they set a great example of of what this looks like and and it's not just going to be invite people into your home and feed them cheese and crumbs. Yeah. Yeah. It's also going to be, you know, going and going and visiting um mm-hmm. a, a widow and taking your child with you yeah. and bring a little bit of joy. So it we're going to try to cover multiple angles of what this looks yeah. like. Even even just praying like with your if you have a kid even just like you know praying with them and doing uh your son I'm I'm going to brag on you. Okay, real quick. On me? Yes. Oh man. Well, you and your wife. So mainly mainly your wife, but like Landry yesterday was talking about how just the nightly devotionals that y'all do. Like it that's something why, yes, it's time-consuming, and sometimes you just rather go to bed. Even that little five-minute time is important, and so it's— it, well, And I've never I've never finished one of those and thought, oh, that was just so hard. <laughs> I mean, I will say, sometimes I finish it and went, they didn't listen to a word I had to say. Yeah. And and, and honestly, we went through this in our family discipleship class last uh, this last spring— that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> as long as your children are growing up at a home where the opportunity to grow is there, something's going to stick and yeah. something's going to go well. But I'm really looking forward to this uh, this little series and doing this together with our church family. And um, I really want people to get to know our church. 
Yep. I want I people agree. to know, and I want to know our church. I, I like, I like friends. I, I'm not, I don't know. You know, people always say pastors can't, uh, pastors can't like be close to the, the people in their church. And I want to, I want to buck that trend big time. Oh yeah. I disagree with that fully. Yeah. And I like it. Anyway, so this is good. A good little teaser to your sermon uh, series that you're coming up with. Uh, I look excited. What What is the sermon series called again? Residential Steeples. Residential Steeples. So uh, be on the lookout for that and, and be excited about that. And I'll have my notebook ready uh, because, again, you better. Uh, I better. Well, God's going to speak through you, and I'm just really excited about that. So anyways, that's today's topic. If you have any more questions, one, yes, Jake's going to preach on this. And we would love to continue to have this conversation of how God can be, the, one, the center of your home, but how God can just flourish in your home. And um, like I said, I know I keep saying it, but it's true. I'll just look forward to it. Uh, anyways, guys, love you, and we'll see y'all soon.